Welcome to Simply Happy, a show where you'll be learning how to shift into a more positive perspective in easy-to-manage steps. Who am I? My name's Olivia. I'm a mother, a wife, the driven woman behind SimplyAlley.com, and someone who ditched bipolar, anxiety, and depression through mastering my mindset and emotions. So let's chat about some tips that have helped transform my life and many others, because life doesn't need to look perfect to be happy. Hey there, what's up? It's your girl Olivia coming at you with the steps you need to take to uplevel your mental health game because that's how we go from just surviving to full on thriving. What is up, my friends? In today's episode, we are talking about how to more clearly communicate about mental health struggles. Ugh. Oh my gosh. This is it's one of those tough ones, but one of those really helpful ones, you know? especially when you're dealing with people who don't maybe get it, um, which happens to be the case a lot. Um, People who just can't relate, like, how do you communicate about what you're feeling to somebody who maybe doesn't know it firsthand? So uh, before we dive into that, I want to hit you with a reminder, of course, if you haven't already, please take a moment and leave a review on the podcast. Um, I would be forever grateful and it really helps the show. Um, So yeah. And if you have, thank you. You're awesome. Appreciate you. <laughs> All right. Let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay. So honestly, this kind of this kind of started from a very interesting conversation um, that we were having in in my program group. Um, well, honestly, it was in our BTB family is what we like to call it. Um, but in my program, Beat the Bad, we have the BTB family. And a few times a month, we get together via Zoom and we just hang out and we just chat about whatever comes up, what people are struggling with. It's kind of, they're called Reflect and Connect, but it's basically we get to we get to hang out together <laughs> um, and just talk and, and, and go deep and have lots of laughs. It's really, it's a great time. Um, Anyway, on one of our calls, we somebody asked the question I've never been asked before. And I was like, whoa, I've never even let my brain explore this, uh, this topic. But um, she, she asked if it was a very common thing to hear people with uh, like struggling with the bad, right? Um, to hear them use analogies. And I was like, huh, I've never really paid attention to it. I've, I've never really, you know, taken the time to be like, oh, I've noticed that you use analogies and you do. Like, I use them all the time. Like, you, like it's, it's like my life's blood is just analogies. And that call was actually really funny because we probably came up with like, it became this theme of using water analogies. And we probably came up with like 10 to 15 water analogies to describe <laughs> what we were talking about. Okay. Regardless. Um, but yeah, so it was just, it was really interesting. And I was like, I've never really thought about that. Um, so I can't, I can't really give you a definitive answer of being like, yeah, I've seen that commonality or I haven't. Um, and, and another student brought up the point of, because um, of course, everybody there on the call was like, yeah, we're like, we use analogies. Um, and I, this, I feel Honestly, I feel kind of dumb saying this, but like if you don't know what an analogy is, it's basically like taking like, you know, like, oh, my feelings are pent up like water behind a dam. Like it's giving a very like physical, realistic uh, example to like it's it's 
<laughs> comparing meanings. Should I Google analogies right now? No, I'm, a, I'm too lazy. Um, however, it's, it's comparing two things that aren't the same, but you make them the same. You get what I'm saying? So she, the, the other person, um, brought up the point of, of saying, well, I think when you're, when you're struggling with something that is so internal, um, to people that don't necessarily understand it, I think we tend to use analogies to, to kind of create a bridge to, to get them to, to understand it the best way we possibly can, even though it won't be fully, you know, trying to explain what depression feels like to somebody who's never experienced depression is going to be a task. You know, it's the same way of trying to explain what a broken bone feels like to somebody who's never broken a bone. It's, it's, there's not going to be a complete understanding, but you can maybe get close to it. Um, maybe through something that they've experienced or, or they have some kind of relation or with or knowledge of. So, I just thought that was fascinating. <laughs> I was like, that's such a good point. I, I do feel like that's that's probably, especially for me, why I use analogies so much is because I really want to very clearly communicate and do the best I can to help create an understanding of something someone might not be able to understand. Um, so it was, yeah, it was just really interesting. And so you know, we are going to, I want to talk about, um, a little more in depth, not just this one way, um, how to, you know, more clearly communicate around mental health struggles, but that is kind of one of the ways that I think we can more clearly communicate about what we're feeling is creating these parallels to help induce empathy and compassion and better understanding. Um, you know, it's, it, I mean, it can literally, and maybe you're just like, oh, I'm not good at analogies. Like, I get that. I feel that. Um, but again, that's why sometimes if, if we know the person that we're talking to, we can, you know, maybe take an experience that we feel isn't necessarily the same, but might be close to similar or help create a parallel. Not, like, just to get them to elicit that understanding. And, and if I'm being totally honest and upfront, that's, that's what I, I mean, this is just, I think what I tend to do naturally. It's why I look for, um, commonalities with things that maybe aren't the same. And it, and it is really just to create this parallel, honestly, for me to, to induce more empathy and compassion and understanding. So, you know, even with a topic like racism, I can't ever fully understand that, right? Like I I like I'm like I'm a white cis hetero woman. I can't fully understand that. However, you know, I have had um you know, I have had disadvantages you know, when I was younger for having mental health struggles. I have been treated differently um as such. I've been denied opportunities because of that. And so although it's not the same, I'm like, okay, well, that for you is kind of like this for me so that I can create this bit of a bridge and create some better understanding um, so that I can, again, have that compassion and empathy. And that's something I think we can do very intentionally um, if we're dealing with a mental health struggle that we need to communicate to somebody in order to get support, um, in order to to get help. And, you know, it's 
that's a it's a wildly valuable tool to be able to have so again that's something that you can you know find a very specific experience like like the example that i just gave or you can use a very you know broad analogy of you know actually this is something that um this is an analogy I actually was writing in in one of my um, books that isn't out yet, but I was writing in one of my books the other day, and it was talking about um, looking at the bad and looking at that past and and seeing, you know, it's like looking out a car window and seeing all the trees blur together. And that tree blur is the sadness, it's the anger, it's the, you know, it's the um, closed offness, right? Like, that's that blur. But when I, when you take a moment to really try to focus in on like an individual tree that's flying by, it's, you know, moments of, of self-harm by bashing my head into a wall. It's moments of trying to starve myself because it was just another way to inflict pain. It's moments of being so obsessed with the person I was with because they were going to be the one to fix me, right? So that's kind of this analogy to be like, what you're seeing is the blurry trees. However, when you look at the individual trees, these are the, the experiences that are happening. So, like I said, specific or general, but I think it's a really great tool to be able to communicate about those mental illnesses. And I hope that this lands and it makes some kind of sense. Otherwise, I'm going to need to pull up some more analogies. <laughs> um but let's talk about uh, some other ways, too, because I just don't want this to be an episode about analogies. Otherwise, I would have titled it as such. Um, but uh, another way to to help more clearly communicate, right, is to explore the thoughts behind your I don't knows. So if you if you I don't know a lot, then you probably understand what I mean by this. Um, and if you don't, then like, f- forgive me, hang in there. But um, when I've had people ask me, especially, it literally just happened uh, the other day. If you listen to, uh, what episode was it? Episode 139, um, where I talked about um, tinnitus. I, uh, you know, my husband, like, he didn't, he doesn't know, he doesn't know what that experience is like. He, like he doesn't understand what I'm feeling, like what I'm hearing in my ears and the pain that I'm feeling. Um, he like doesn't know. And he was asking me, he was just like, well, like, what can I, like, what can I do to help? Like, like, I, I don't like, what are you, what are you feeling? What is it like? And, you know, initially I just wanted to be like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. And, I, I, it was just one of those moments where you kind of realize like the I don't know isn't necessarily helping. And it may be an honest I don't know in that moment. But that's why this is, you know, really take a take a moment to explore the thoughts behind your I don't knows. Because a lot of times and, you know, call me out if this doesn't work for you. But a lot of times when we say I don't know, we are thinking exactly what we want to say. We just don't want to say it. So when I was saying, I don't know, because he was like, well, what, you know, what are you feeling? Like, I don't like, what is this like? And I just wanted to say, like, I don't know. In my head, I was saying, like, I'm terrified. Like, I'm scared. I actually feel scared. Um, 
you know, I don't like, and again, if you're struggling with mental illness, it could be like, I don't feel safe in my body. Like I, you know, like I, I just feel empty. And so I, I encourage you to kind of, and maybe this is something too, you can do on your own and not maybe when you're in the presence of somebody, but explore those I don't knows. Don't just chalk it up to I don't know, really sit with it. And what is going on in your mind behind saying I don't know? Because chances are you, you know, <laughs> we just don't want to give attention to it. So um, that's another way to help more clearly communicate. And of course, it's going to take a bit of courage to say something outside of an I don't know. Um, I, I literally ran through my I don't know. I think it was like three times. And I just kept repeating the thoughts in my head. And I was just like, okay. I, I had to like take breaths. And he's like not hearing anything from me. And I'm just like, all right, take breaths. And then you like just say it. Just say it and go from there. Um, so... So yeah, it's going to take some courage. I totally understand that. Um, Another one is, you know, set the tone for the conversation by clarifying the expectations for who you're talking to. That might have just sounded like a jumble, but I promise there's there's meaning there as soon as I hiccup. Um, Now, uh, the reason I'm kind of giving you like my like what I was doing with with the tinnitus talk (laughs) Um, is because, you know, of course, I'm, I'm not dealing with like bipolar anxiety and depression anymore. However, we can still have things that that maybe cause like, you know, mental strains or, or become mental struggles. Um, and these same things apply to that. So that's kind of why I'm giving you that, uh, that these examples, even though they're not directly, you know, bad uh, bipolar anxiety and depression examples. Um, So anyway, set the tone for the conversation um, by clarifying the expectations. So even in this example, this conversation we were having, I, you know, I wanted to express how I was feeling. Um, I wanted to communicate about what my experience was like. However, I set the tone for the conversation by letting him know, I don't expect you to give me answers. I don't expect you to know what advice to say or, or, you know, like what to say back to me. Like, uh, like that's, oh, um, that's not what I'm expecting for you. Like, I need a hug. <laughs> I need you to hold me right now. That's what I need. Um, or that's what I really could use. It would be really helpful. So, you know, I think it helps take a, a weight off of the other person when you go to explain something like a mental health struggle to, to let them know up front, like, hey, I'm not expecting you to have the answers for me because I think that in that void of if you don't set that tone, right, if you don't set that expectation and you share your mental health struggles, that's when you might get answers like, oh, well, just smile more or like go for a walk or yada, yada, because they don't maybe understand, right? So they're trying to give you the thing that they think maybe you want, when in reality, it might just be, hey, I just like all I want to do with this conversation is to help create some kind of understanding. And maybe if you have questions, you could ask me, um, but I'm not asking you for the answers. I'm not. Um, I, I do it on the podcast where I'm like, hey, I'm not expecting, you know, pity or empathy. I'm not like that's not the expectation I have here. And we can do that in our conversations as well. And I think it helps take the pressure off the other person so they kind of know 
better how they can show up or what's, you know, what they're there to do in that conversation. And then lastly, um, find community so that you you do have space to be more easily understood. And this, I get this, this might be more uh, easily said than done. Um because sometimes you, you know, you go looking for community or maybe you're just, you know, I mean, when we're dealing with the bad, we can be very like in in the solitude. So, um, you know, this take take this one as you will. But I, it, it can be really beneficial to have um, people around you and community can be one person or it can be like a group of people. It can be whatever community is to you. Um, but community of somebody who already understands so that you can freely talk about things in a space where you don't have to think of these like tactics and strategies and being like, how do I communicate to someone who doesn't get me? Um, but if you have the the space or the people or the opportunities to be able to just say what you're feeling and have them be like, ah, I get it. Like, I understand. It's a weight lifted. It is like, Oh, it's a breath of of fresh air. And it's why, you know, it's one of the things like it's why I value like our our beat the bad community so much and and why we just hang out and talk um and and can just, you know, say things straight out and not worry about like being perceived as crazy or cuz I've had so many people even come to me and say like, "Uh, oh, this probably doesn't make any sense." And it all makes perfect sense because because I have that that understanding, I've, you know, maybe not experienced exactly what you've experienced, but it's very similar. So it, it really is kind of like, oh, thank goodness somebody gets it. Someone's not trying to figure me out. I'm not a puzzle. Like somebody gets it. And that can be just like the best feeling ever. And honestly, like our Beat the Bad community is as much for my students as it is for me because I can kind of have these like deep introspective thoughts about like the mind and how we can help ourselves and people aren't just like oh okay. <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> um and they're just like oh yeah what about this and it's it's really great to have that that community so um yeah those are those are just a few ways to you know more clearly communicate about mental health struggles and we can let's recap really quick cuz i feel like We went through a lot, but, you know, you can create those parallels, uh, you know, through analogies or experiences to help um, induce empathy and compassion and better understanding. You can explore the thoughts behind your I don't knows. You can set the tone for a conversation by kind of, you know, setting the expectations from the other person. And you can find um, community of, of, you know, people that, that, that get it. Just get it. Um, And honestly, if you've been looking for that community, especially around mental health struggles, um, of course, I'm going to, you know, encourage you to join my program, Beat the Bad. Um, You can learn more about it and all that good stuff at www.simplyolly.com slash BTB. And the doors are always open. Um, But yeah, it's just a really great place. Anyway, so that's how we can more clearly communicate around mental health struggles. Voila. So that is it for this episode. <laughs> um, if you like this episode, please spread the support by sharing on social or telling a friend about it through your face, phone, snail mail, or carrier pigeon. Also, you can find my books and free tools at www.simplyolly.com. And you can stick around after the end of the show to learn more about my program, Beat the Bad. 
Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. As always, you keep staying simply awesome. I'll keep staying simply Ollie, and I'll chat with you on the next pod. Bye. Before we go, I want to check in with you, my friend. If you've been wanting to break free from struggling with bipolar, anxiety, and or depression, but the meds and therapy route just isn't feeling like your jam, you are not the only one. I felt the same way when I used to live with the bad. Meds made life foggy, and therapy just felt like more of a guessing game about my past than trying to help me navigate the present. Through my 20 years of combined firsthand experience with the bad, overcoming the trifecta of mental illness myself, and coaching others through how to do it, I've learned that we are more capable of helping ourselves than society gives us credit for. We can live life, make massive positive change, and discover answers within ourselves that we didn't even know we had. I freed myself from the bad, all while finishing college, becoming a wife and mother of two daughters, buying a home, and starting a business. Nothing had to pause. I simply kept progressing with life while making progress with my mental health. If you're ready to do the work, my program Beat the Bad is here to help. I'll take you through the self-empowered path, focusing on self-love, self-control, and self-ownership so you can build up your mental BLT, that's belief, love, and trust in yourself. And we're all about three key things over here. One, no overwhelm. The modules unlock when you're ready to move forward. There's nine easy videos, basically like podcast episodes, along with frameworks and journal prompts to help you put what you learn into action. Two, making sure you have support. Through encouragement, connection, and advice from me and other students in our safe community, weekly motivational emails from me, along with optional one-on-one support if you need it. And most importantly, three, lifetime access. You'll always have Beat the Bad to rely on with the program materials, support tools, our private community, and any upgrades the program goes through in the future. I promise you can learn how to support yourself and have a community of people who support you simply because they care. This program prioritizes being inclusive, affordable, and always available to those who need it. Hope to have you as part of our Beat the Bad family soon. Go to www.simplyolly.com/btb to learn more. You can find that link in the show notes.